Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast. And welcome to Cherry. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But for the next week, we're bringing you daily news bulletins, interviews and rehearsal reviews from Turin. Hello Monty. Hello Matt. Ciao. Buongiorno. Ciao. Come stai? Bene. Bene. Benissimo. languages and shit. Benissimo. Uh, nice to see you've got your tongue around some Italian already. Yeah, I have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we did go out last night, didn't we? We did, yeah. Not big out-out, no, but we no, went no. out. Yeah. We, we had our first pizza. We're such stereotypical <laughs> tourists. <laughs> we actually had to ask the barman, where's the good pizza around here? Uh-huh. And you could hear the eye roll, but no, he gave us a nice recommendation. We went to a lovely restaurant. Yeah, we did. We had some nice vino bianco and vino rosso as well. That's red and white wine. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we looked at the desserts. We and did. Then, yeah. That was it. <laughs> we got offered to be shown around the desserts as well by, by the waiter. Yeah, that's because we're charming and lovely. And I, I've just realised that sounds like a euphemism. No. I, don't, I don't mean it like that. That <laughs> <laughs> we genuinely had some good beer, vino e pizza. Yeah, good company as well with friends. It was lovely. Yes. It's lovely to be back at Eurovision. It's absolutely lovely. But we've had an early start today, or an early-ish start, because we've been watching the remaining Big Five rehearsals that we got to see today. So we've got France, Italy, UK, Spain and Germany to run down for you. And that's all we're doing on today's episode. It'll be short but sweet because we're going to go off and, well, we're hoping to go off and dance with some wolves this afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) The Norwegian delegation have asked us to spread it to our members in Turin. (laughs) (laughs) Some wolf will be out in the some square or other is Turin. <laughs> Some Italian square with yes. lots of Italian stuff. So we're going to do that and then maybe check out the Eurovision Village. If they've still, well, if they've built it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Let's jump straight in then. Let's look at these rehearsals. Monty, France was first. What are your thoughts? Well, this is not dissimilar to the French national final. There's lots of greens going on in the lighting. Um, It looks almost a little bit psychedelic at times, like a psychedelic folk track. Um, I think it's a bit of a mess, though, I have to say. I love the energy of the song, and I love the fact that they're sort of blending the Breton and the folk elements with a modern dance sound. But it just is a little bit messy. It's kind of all over the place. I think there's a little bit too much going on. I think it's too frantic. And you can't quite settle yourself in to focus on the song or, you know, what's actually going on. It's a little bit... It's like a bit of an assault on the senses, really. Agreed. Absolutely. That's what I've just written down. It, uh, I would describe it and everything that's presented as just, yes... Like every, there's everything, yes. There's everything, yes. We know what the song is because we, you know, we've we've had this song for a while now. The song's great. We love the Breton, but the way this is presented, it's exhausting. I was exhausted watching this, <laughs> um, but also like just genuinely, just a little bit disappointed 
because I had high hopes for France and especially after that strong national final it beat, it beat off some brilliant songs uh, this is looking like the right hand side of the scoreboard for me now it is a mess it's a bit of a shame really I mean I think you've got to do an energetic performance of this song so I don't blame them for going down that route but I think they've just added a bit of franticness to it and I think it's the the frenzy that's doing the disservice. If it was just energetic, I think it would be coming across a little bit better. But it's just a bit too much. A change of pace, though, for Italy, who was second up to rehearse this morning. What did you think? Um, again, a little bit disappointed. That falsetto was always going to be a tricky thing to pull off. It's always been the thing about this song. And it's looking like it's a bit hit and miss. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. Um, so this this rehearsal this morning was uh, just a bit all over the place. Blanco's rocked up. He's just flown in from New York. I do have to just say that. But he looked like he hadn't done any vocal exercises. In fact, he might have just got out of bed by the looks of it. And Which is fine, whatever, if that's the case. But I'm just fearful now because this is the best okay look this is the great thing about this this is the best staging i think italy have ever brought ever it is simply gorgeous they've got high rig spotlights shining down on them in this deep blue tone and it's gorgeous there's a shot of blanco backlit while sitting on the piano that is it's exceptional it's beautifully staged it's stunning but the vocal needs work i mean to be fair i'm not great in the morning so you know Imagine having to be not great in the morning and do it on the Eurovision stage. Um, I wonder if it is just a bit of, you know, this is still early in the day. Blanco in particular hadn't had a chance to warm his vocals up. Mahmoud got much better as the, the runs went through. Um, but yes, it was a bit shoddy at first, which is unfortunate. It came together... But I don't know, I think, I mean, you said uh, Blanco was in, just got in from New York. And if anybody had seen his Instagram yesterday, there were pictures of him running around Times Square in his knickers. So, you know, maybe he's paying the price for that. (laughs) If you like the size of a twink running around in pants in Times Square, then do check out Blanco's Facebook post, (laughs) uh, Instagram post from, from yesterday. And I, I think you're right about how it's staged. There are some really lovely shots. The piano is very unusual. It's kind of, it's almost like a flat brand piano in white, which lights up. And it's really effective when Blanca's sat quite nonchalantly on the end of it, singing to Mahmoud. And there are some really little touching parts in this. But I, I was hoping this was going to be a little bit tighter than it is. I mean... You know, they've got Sam Rainbow behind them. They know they can perform it well. I just hope it all comes together by the night, which I think it has absolutely every chance of doing. But at the moment, it's not quite there. Yeah, I'm not writing this off at all. I'm just, I've just, for the first time ever, I'm fearful for this. Something I'm not fearful for, though, Monty, amazingly, is the UK. <laughs> Full disclosure, we are Brits and this is our country, so we might be a little bit biased. Although I have to say, I'm not normally particularly nationalistic at Eurovision or particularly patriotic. I get behind the songs that I like 
regardless of which country they're from, I'm not sort of, you know, blindly supporting my country just because it's my country. That said, when I watch something like the Olympics and you start seeing all of the medals tally up, it's a really lovely feeling. And I'm really hoping that we get something like that with Eurovision points coming in for the UK. (laughs) Because, my God, it's been a long time coming. But do they have the chance to come in, Matt? Yes. Genuinely, non-biased opinion, yes. And I don't know what else to say, really, other than the UK has a great singer, great song, and the BBC and the team have staged it well. Talking of being exhausted by performance, this did this did exhaust me, but for all the right reasons. It gave me heart palpitations and, and chills. I got that brevity. One from, song too late. Yeah, one, <laughs> I got brevity from one song too late. The staging is as has been sort of intimated in the sense that uh, we got a little Easter egg on the one show, which Sam actually spoke about in the press centre, which you've just watched. And in the one show performance, he walks past a monitor for the briefest of moments. There's this sort of polygon structure spinning around on the monitor. And that is essentially this spaceship that he has brought to stage at Eurovision. And it's lighting up all different colours. It opens up. It is just an absolute feast for the eyes. It's brilliant. It's not camp or silly. Well, it is a bit camp, but it is, it's, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. That little Easter egg, just to say somebody did pick up on that on Twitter. I can't remember the Twitter handle, so I'm really sorry to not give you the credit, but somebody did pick up on it when we saw that tiny, tiny little glimpse at yeah. the top of the UK set from that leaked Rai camera shot of the stand-in performances. So somebody did pick up. Well done to you for picking that up. This is the biggest set of the competition, the biggest prop. Sam has the biggest voice of the competition. And now it feels as though the UK has its biggest hope that it's had for years. I'm not sure. I'm not going to get carried away with this because there are other good songs and good performances in this show. But this does feel as though it's got potential for a top 10 at least. Oh, 100%. If you wasn't sure before, be sure now. This is the best vocal of 2022. There's a couple of bits I just want to pick up on. You can see the stagehands pulling the prop apart where it opens up. And I hope that they manage to hide that on the actual broadcast performance because it looks a little bit messy. But otherwise, I think actually this is a really, really good performance. There's a change to the end. If you've been on Twitter, you've probably heard this already. There's a big sort of like Brian May guitar solo at the end. It's a big epic guitar solo. And it does change the energy of the performance a little bit and it, it does land it on a real high. Uh, yeah, I, I just think this is... I'm excited, Monty. I say top five possible, top ten definite. Now, after seeing that, this is top ten. Everything's going Sam's way because we were just watching the press conference and he drew his half and he's drawn second, second. half. Woo-hoo. So we know that does tend to favour the running order. I think we're going to get this quite near the end. I hope it's not the last song, because I don't think last is a very good place to sing. So please, 
please, producers, put him in around, I think, maybe 19th, 18th, something where... Thing around that where the break is where is it where is there going to be a break is the, the second half break they'll need a break to get that set on or off yeah. they really will but yeah UK my god we're at Eurovision and the UK could really do well woohoo wow it's been a long time coming another country which could do well and it's also been a long time coming for them as well is Spain Chanel is delivering and she has the booty hypnotic line. And, you know, if you're if you're attracted to the female form, this booty will hypnotise you. Yeah. There is not much of that booty that's not on display on that stage. She's wearing a very skimpy outfit. But it's brilliant. She's added a little bit on the star, which is more kind of Spanish sounding. It's like a sort of Spanish serenade as she... Click clops onto the stage. You can hear like heel sounds, obviously on the soundtrack. It just gives it a little bit of an extra flourish at the start, I think. But then the routine is more or less what we've seen in the national final. It's enhanced a little bit in places. There's some pyros. There's a fan. There's a couple of different movements in there that I spotted. But yeah, I mean, this is polished. So good. And that start is actually quite a nice little lead-in, actually. Better than how it was in the national final. Um, yeah, who doesn't love a Spanish trumpet? Um, but I think there's... <laughs> there's, there's But there is lots of Spanish red and yellow in the backdrop, which I think really kind of pops. It, it really... This is working. We've had two. We had the UK, then we had Spain. And it absolutely... We were just wowed by both. This is a contender. A big contender. Oh, I would love that. I do feel Spain's time has been a long time coming. You know, if the UK isn't to win, and I'm not sure that we will, I would really love Spain to win. But I just, in the back of my mind, there is a little bit of doubt of, do these songs really sort of get picked up by the jury as well? Because this is going to get televoted because it's such a brilliant performance. Mm. It really is the Eleni Ferrero effect in terms of the performance. She can really, really bring it. But yeah, I just hope that she gets rewarded for mm. it. Final rehearsal of the day that we watched was Germany. I'm going to kick this off, Monty, because I don't have much to say. I haven't already said on this podcast. I adore him. I adore Malik. He's brilliant. But this is meh for me. I do like the instruments uh, that are on stage. There's lots of different instruments, a little loop track. So it's almost like he's puts the looper on. He then does and does some drumming. So it's almost like he's having his own little vibe session and building a song. Almost like you see him creating, composing this song live. Yeah. For the first time. I like that. But the song is just not there for me. It's, it's okay. And okay at Eurovision equals last place at Eurovision. I agree with you on that. I think there's the risk of coming accidentally last almost because you just get overlooked in the same way that the UK has done and actually in the same way Germany has done many times. This isn't the worst song this year. No, no. 100% no. But this is the, for me, surefire last place. I think I'm I'm more favourable towards the song than you are. I I think this is the kind of song that I would probably rank kind of middling to mid-lower table. 
But of course, because of the scoring system, it could just miss out with everybody and end up with nothing. I, when I watched it, in the national final, I thought that he was doing a little bit too much by playing the keyboard and then the guitar and then the drum. And when it came on today, I, my, I just as it was starting, I was thinking, please let him not have so many instruments. And then I saw him at the keyboard and you could see the guitar strap around his shoulder. And then I could see a full drum kit and a grand piano in the background. <laughs> so they've gone completely the other way. They've really chucked, they've chucked the orchestra at it pretty much. Um, and I, oh, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit much. I, I do like it, but I think, you know, a song about combating depression is always going to be a difficult song to stay, particularly when you've got upbeat numbers and positive numbers like Spain and the UK. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot more songs that are talking about brighter themes. We've got a lot of that introspection this year. We've we've spoken about that um, a number of times. But yes, I think I think Germany is not going to do as well as it should. Well, there you go then. There are thoughts on today's rehearsals. Monty, we've got a bit of a thing going this year, haven't we? We've got uh, Italian phrase of the day. So, yes, useful Italian phrases of the day. (laughs) There have been none of those so far, although there have been Italian phrases. Today's is Sono nello spazio, amico. Sono nello spazio, amico. Sono nello spazio, amico. And it means, I'm up in space, man. (laughs) So, there's my voice not working in the morning. (laughs) There's my voice not working at any time of day. (laughs) I'm up in space, man. But it had to be our phrase of the day after seeing Sam this morning. We want send us videos of you using it in touring cafes, bars, bus stops, anyone. Or even at home, send us. We want this has to be your word of the day as well. You can, of course, get in touch with us on our socials, and some of you have been doing. So thank you to Bob, who said absolutely wonderful interview um, for our interview with Sister yesterday. Um, also, bitty strava Vince, bitty strava, bitty strava. Bitty Strava. Bitty Vince says, Yes, I am hungover. Oh, Vince, how naughty. Yes, I am hungover, but what a lovely chat with Sister on Second Cherry. I'm a bit teary. This really is the spirit of Eurovision, and I bloody love it. Oh, Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Vince. And Mikey, one of the guys over at the Aussie Vision podcasters, an absolute must listen. Well, we agree. (laughs) Gagging to have an aperitif with these scamps in Torino. Mikey, we are coming for you. We are coming to have drinks with you. We're scamping our way over to you right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do get in touch with us. You can get in touch on Twitter at Second Cherry, on Instagram at Second underscore Cherry and on Facebook at Second Cherry Podcast. Or you can email us on hello at secondcherry.vision Hello at secondcherry.vision So We are off out for the day and we will catch up with you. We'll try and get some material while we're out and we will be back with you over the next couple of days. 
There's no more rehearsals for us to watch until the actual dress rehearsals of the show. But we might not get to see that on Monday because we are heading to Milano Mm. where we have an appointment with the ambassador and with Sam Ryder. Thank you, BBC. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we'll be there. That'll be a nice little trip for us. We'll get something. We'll get something out. We'll do something. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Lovely. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll speak to you soon. See you later. Bye. Bye.